whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> yes, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Hey. You're, you're right in the middle of the sunshine. It looks perfect. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> nice. Nice. God. <laughs> That's the best entrance you can ever have. All right. Cool, man. <laughs> Mr. Monroe, thank you very much for taking the time and talking to us. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks uh, for having me. You're, uh, you're having a new record out pretty soon. It's called right. I Live Too Fast to Die Young. I mean, right. I guess... I guess even you, you had to like take a notch, a step down in the past uh, two and a half years, I guess, because of the pandemic, right? How did you survive the whole thing? Well, I was being careful. I stayed home uh, in, in lockdown and uh, social distancing and all that. And uh, I didn't mind. It, it wasn't too bad considering that it could be worse. I mean, at least we didn't have to go to war <laughs> and fight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, stay home and sit on a couch and watch TV with your your loved ones. Um, yeah, not too much to ask. So um, I was I was being careful and uh, did what I could. You know, we were all in the same boat. So uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, you know. But uh, I couldn't get to play with my band for over two years live, and um, we had a bunch of songs. Like last summer, we had about thirty four songs. <laughs> so. Oh. Uh, a lot, lots, a lot to choose from, and uh, ended up with these the eleven best ones for the album. So uh, I'm quite happy with the album the way it turned out. Yeah, yeah, you can be. It's a, uh, it's another great record. It's another great rock and roll record. Do you think? You know, we got to talk about this later because you got a personal thing coming up. But do, do you think that rock and roll, the way you perform it, do you think it aged well? During all the, the the decades, I mean, you got a great band together. The songs are great. Everything's great. But the whole thing, how does it, you know? Over the years? Yeah. Well, my kind of rock and roll has aged well. I think we we, uh, we steer clear of all cliches and reinvent them. And, you know, yeah. uh, my band, uh, we have we have a lot of fun playing. We enjoy being together and we have a great, great spirit and, and uh great um, um uh, chemistry in the band is really rare yeah so i keep i always just try to challenge myself and uh expand my horizons and try new things and renew uh the bands like, like with this album i think we renewed the band's sound in the best possible way we had a lot of great different kinds of songs that we haven't had before in the previous albums and and uh Went into a new studio, uh, new new engineer, new new surroundings, completely new, uh, yeah. which was a conscious risk, but it paid off because uh, I think the sound, the album really turned out great sound-wise, production-wise, and, and song-wise and in every way. Uh, it has a lot more depth and uh, uh, more, more, more air, and uh, it's kind of more pleasant to listen to. So, uh, yeah, I think... Um, We've we've kept it together. I've I always I never allow myself to become complacent. There's always room for improvement, and I, that keeps me trying. That keeps me hungry. You know, I don't know what other people do. Uh, rock and roll has not been 
the the main thing for many years uh there's all kinds of stuff coming out with i mean the music business has really watered down the the real rock and roll and that often happens but there's still a good rock and roll out there when you look for it if you know where to look for it you'll find it <laughs> it's great were you actually able to record together in one room or is it a little bit just a remote thing You know. Uh, yeah, no, we were in the same room. I mean, we we were not. Uh, we got together last August uh, to make some demos, and okay. that's the first time we saw each other since the pandemic started. We we recorded about we had about nine days in a, a recording studio in a in a rehearsal studio. Yeah. Recorded some demos about eighteen of thirty four songs, <laughs> and then uh, uh, then we went into the studio in November, and uh, everybody got in Helsinki, and and we. Uh, We uh, recorded the basic tracks together, Sammy, uh, Steve, Steve Conte, Sammy Alpha and uh, Carl Rockfist and, and Rich Jones. Uh, uh, and then um, about a week and a half, uh, uh, yeah, about a week for the basic tracks. And then then Steve stayed a few, two or three more days and then he left. And then it was me and Rich Jones and the engineer, Erno, Erno Lighting. And we stayed in the studio for uh the rest of November and uh, did overdubs and did vocals and stuff. And uh, then, then Rich went home to Canada and I, uh, we took about a week, uh, a week off. And then I went back in with Erno to mix, to mix the album. And it had to be finished before the new years because Uh, the vinyl, there's a shortage of vinyl because of the COVID. So we had to have the vinyl master, uh, mix, mixed and mastered before, before New Year's. And we just made it like the day before New Year's Eve. We have finished with that. So, so just in time. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Now, I live too fast to die young. You didn't die young, but you got a big, you got a big birthday coming up. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that just a number for you? I won't say what number, but is it just a number for you? Or do you go like... Oh. The big six so I'm turning 60 this year on, on June 17th. And uh, I feel the same. I mean, you know, I'm still here and uh, doing it the best I can. And uh, uh, rock and roll keeps you young. It's a fountain of youth. Uh, to me, anyway, it's a, it's a way to stay. You keep a fresh young mind and you stay young forever. And uh, Yeah, it's it's cool. It's interesting to see what's what's happening because uh, it depends on your lifestyle, how you take care of yourself physically and stuff. And I I've been most of my life I've been you know pretty good at uh, trying to you know keep in shape. I had to keep in shape in order to do what I do live on stage. Yeah. So uh, uh, good kind of curse in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, hopefully I live long and healthy, but. Uh, Uh, I live my days. I don't count my years. I live my days. And uh, uh, the 60th uh, birthday is um, that much significant that I'm going to have a special uh, birthday concert uh, that's going to take place in September, on, on 23rd of September in Helsinki at the, uh, at the Ice Hall mm -hmm. with Uh, with many special guests and uh, uh, special stuff, uh, special material songs and uh, songs that are a lot of songs that I normally we don't we haven't played with this band and some songs that I have never played live and uh, and special guests and uh, a special event uh, once in a lifetime. So that much I do care about turning 60. <laughs> but, but I'm not. If you start worrying about getting old, then you start looking it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. 
<laughs> now, when you when you mention, you know, always, and it's probably pr pretty much obvious that people would ask you if you start mentioning you know, there's going to be special stuff and special guests. I think people won't get tired asking you about Hanoi rocks, you know, and now that, you know, you have this special event coming up, people would assume that something would, it's going to happen, you know, or or not. <laughs> If you're, if you're not allowed to say anything to give it away, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's just... What are you, you, know, you referring to? Like a, like a Hanoi Rock reunion are you talking about? Or sort what? of. Oh, no, no, no. This is my birthday. Michael Monroe. <laughs> 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 I know. Uh, but yeah, there's a... Yeah, the... Um, the, you know, you normally, if you have a special guest, uh, it's most of them are, I like to keep as a surprise. But they um, also, it's the 40th, uh, 40th anniversary of Wizard Hanoi started, well, yeah, 1980. So there's like 40th, actually, it's the 40th anniversary of uh, the Oriental Beat album mm -hmm. this year. So we, uh, I don't know if you heard, but I relocated the tapes that were thought to be missing, the original multi-track multi -track tapes oh. of the album. And we always wanted to remix that one because the uh, there was a horrible mix. The original, uh, the producer didn't know what he was doing and uh, right. it was ruined. And it's a shame because there was a lot of great songs. And oh, I'm yeah. sure that mix probably set, set the band back a year or two in our career because uh, oh. it was so bad. Uh, so then uh, we wanted to remix the album when Guns N' Roses uh, released our uh, back catalog, the European back catalog on their Uzi Suicide label in the States in 1990. But uh, then we were told that the tapes were missing, that uh, the Finnish label had sent the original tapes to Germany to some producer to mix and they were they were lost. And I was like. It's crazy that they sent the original tapes and I mean, I thought, didn't yeah. that make sense? So all these years, all these years we thought that were missing. But then uh, a couple of years ago, I heard, I heard, it, I got a tip from somebody, this guy who said that he'd been at this warehouse that uh, Universal Records in, in Finland, yeah. they own, they own all the old Hanoi stuff. So he said he saw some, some uh, multi-track tapes that said Hanoi rocks. And so I called the head of the label and I said, can somebody go and take a photo of these tapes? And if it says at vision studios, London, then they must be the Oriental beat tapes. And they were. So it's crazy. Yeah, totally crazy. So now 40 years later, we've remixed the album and it's, uh, it's been mastered now. And it's uh, supposed to come out in, uh, it's been October, November, uh, probably November this year, though. So, so the real mix, the remix uh, is the real mix by Hanoi Rocks, uh, the uh, 40th anniversary, 21st century edition. Uh, the real mix <laughs> is coming out this year of uh, the Oriental Beach album. So, uh, which is appropriate. It's a 40th anniversary, and then also uh, for that album to come out as with the sound that it deserves. It's yeah. uh, phenomenal. It's uh, really really cool. So, when it yeah, is studio. With Sammy and and then with Andy to finalize it, and uh, it everybody agrees it sounds sounds as good as it can sound because it wasn't recorded too bad. I mean, I remember yeah. we had rough mixes back in the day, and we thought it's going oh, it's going to be fine. And then we heard the album, the final mix we heard when it was already pressed onto vinyl, and our manager brought it to some hotel and brought a turntable and played it. Just we were like, wow, sounds kind of hollow. And well, I guess there's nothing we could do about it. You know, if I know if I'd known what I know now, we would have just went back in and remixed it. But uh, 
that's what happened. Uh, so, but now better late than never. I mean, yeah. it's the long, longest project of an album <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> 40 years in the making. <laughs> well, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm really looking forward to this one. Really good. It's and it's surprising to me actually. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. yeah. Also, the Demolition 23 yeah. album. That one has been out of print for for years and years, yeah. and now. Yeah. Little Steven is finally re, re, we're releasing it on uh, on his um, uh, Wicked Cool Records label, and it's remastered. Uh, remastered, it sounds better than before. It's got more drums, it's more more balls to the sound, and uh, it's going to be out on vinyl, CD, and digital, and everything. Uh, that that'll be released in uh, October, on October or November. I think it was October. November at the latest, but yeah, in the fall. It's going to be a good Christmas for fans for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 60th birthday, Christmas birthday, uh, everything all put together. And uh, the year of the tiger, I'm, uh, I was born in 1962, so that's the year of the tiger in the Chinese horoscope. So uh, this is the year of the tiger, so maybe it's a good year for me. Everything's going on. <laughs> Everything has to go my way. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, can you... Tell us a little bit about some songs on the new record. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I've, I live too fast to die young. I think uh, it's pretty obvious. We just we just pretty much covered that. Uh, what was the murder uh, murder the summer of love? Murder the summer of love. Yeah. Well, that's that's there's basically oh, there's obvious references to Altamont and the the end of the yeah. hippie era, but it's more broad than that it, it's it's about being in a present moment and appreciating appreciating the things that are happening now things that we have because as people we we tend to tear things down in the name of progress only yeah. to look back at them nostalgic nostalgically wishing that we had those people and places and, and moments again so get up get up off your ass and live life to the fullest is the message of the song uh basically but obviously it's referring to the, the end of the hippie era there's a i think personally i think that was the closest that people will ever come to having the power because it was a name of love and peace yeah. and the american government they couldn't crush the revolution because even with violence because these people the hippies they just said okay have a flower love and peace brother sister <laughs> you know and and therefore the for a while the order I mean, the, gov the government was were kind of freaking out for a while until they realized, aha, let's put out some bad acid and have these guys have some bad trips. And then then they'll freak out and they'll stop the whole thing. And I'm, I'm sure that it's something like that. So yeah. the, 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 the hippie generation, also, apart from the fact that people, are, there's always, when, when something becomes a big thing, there's always people that uh, kind of are self-indulgent and uh, use it as an excuse to get high and, you know, have sex and, uh, and party. And uh, that also is part of the thing, but uh, I'm sure uh, that was the closest we will ever come to people having the power. Uh, but uh, anyway, you know, it was a good thing, but uh, you know, the song is saying, you know, live in this moment, this moment determines your past, your future and the present. So uh, live life to the fullest and get off your ass. And when a revolution, get off of your ass and uh, and do it now. <laughs> <You know. laughs> now, who are the young drunks and who are the old alcoholics? Well, probably the same person uh, <laughs> before too long. <laughs> uh, it's about uh, that song is about like young bands that are encouraged to party and and get get messed up. And before you know it, yeah. They end up as drug addicts and alcoholics and the industry loves a good train wreck. 
until it becomes a serious problem. And then suddenly nobody finds it funny anymore. And, and these people are on their own, you know? So it's basically, it's basically saying that you can't live like this forever. So get your shit together. Uh, young drunks and all alcoholics, people fall for the trap. I mean, young bands think that it's part of the thing is to party and get drunk and all that. And then they, they wind up as, as sad, you know, living wrecks as, as alcoholics and, uh, and addicts. And, uh, then they left on their own and, uh, you know, it's, it's a sad story. And it often happens for people who, uh, fall for the, uh, trappings of fame. Yeah. But uh, you so, never, you never had problems with alcohol, I guess. No, I never liked alcohol. <laughs> it made me feel stupid and made me feel sick. I, I didn't have fun growing up, you know. And, uh, <laughs> so, and I had my own demons to chase. And, uh, I, but I came to the conclusion it's always best to be clear and, and, and straight when you, you know, work, work was always, even with Hanoi Rocks, even though the guys would drink anybody under the table and do anything they could get their hands on, uh, we'd still always the performance, the band, the gigs and the, the records, the songs and the music, the playing was the most important thing to us. Yeah. Not, not the other, the other stuff that comes along, not the, the chicks and the partying. And the, the, I mean, that's so funny about some, so many bands in America, when you ask them so, so many musicians, like guitar players, whatever you ask, like, why did you get into rock and roll? So they say, Oh, for chicks, man. Oh, for chicks. Oh, so lucky you could play a little bit on the side, you know, if you're chasing <laughs> girls, you know, it's like, what the hell? To, to us and to me, it was always about music and, and my art and uh, making it as, as great as possible. So never, never compromise that with no matter what you do. We always <laughs> got through the gig, even though one, one show at uh, the Electric Ballroom in London, Nasty, my other guitar player in Hanoi, Nasty Suicide, he was... Uh, it was a little bit uh, not in the greatest shape, and uh, all he needed was Razzle, our drummer. He his his uh, drumstick flew out of his hand and hit Nasty on the head. And Nasty was like out cold, passed out. <laughs> they carried him off the stage, and then they brought him back. And he was he was actually he couldn't stand up, but he could play. So they taped him to this pillar. There was a stage, uh, this pillar on stage. They, they gaffer taped him with, with gaffer tape. They taped him up on that pillar and he, so he could stand up. It was still play. <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> rock and roll. <laughs> There's a secret favorite song of mine on there uh, that I just, just from the very beginning, it's uh, the Derelict Palace. Derelict, Derelict Palace, yeah. Derelict that's Palace, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, that's Spooky my favorite too. Thank you. Oh. That's, my, that's my favorite too. I love right. that song. Yeah, I do too. That should be a single, I think, uh, yes. after the album comes out, probably. I mean, the next single is going to be Everybody's Nobody, but uh, Derek Palace has to be a single. I think, you know, after the album comes out, we should make it make that a video. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's got a lot of air, a lot of ear candy and and very lots of a new church kind of stuff. It reminds yeah, me of right, right, right. a little bit like the Lords and uh, Steve Bader's, of course, is the big, big uh, influence. And, uh, and a dear friend of mine, he was. God rest his soul. But yeah, Derek Palace. And that, you know, that song is also, it's about people who get, get a little too much into drugs and, and before they know they kind of disappear from all the people and things that they used to love. Uh, but it really has a nice, nice uh, sound world and a lot of cool ear candy. And, and as you can hear, we don't, we don't mess around with, with, with reverb when we had uh, the, the line in the second verse, uh, this, this hall of mirrors leaves me cracked. <laughs> I love that echo. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, well, if you use something, an effect like that, you use it for, you know, have it all or not. <laughs> you, uh, we, it, it is funny because 
with all the records you did and all the solo stuff you did over the past years and even before that, I felt like, you know, you are an icon when it comes to the invention of glam and hair metal in the 80s. And you were the first and you were the only one and you it was L.A. and you changed the whole L.A. scene as a matter of fact. But when it comes to your music, you sound so much more New York than L.A. That's right. Thank you. I was always more New York than L.A. Yeah. I lived in all my years in America. I lived in New York and uh, To me, the, the it's kind of bittersweet. The the, the hair metal thing that uh, uh, came up and I was blamed for. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I mean, there was a there was a lot of there's there's a good bands. There were good bands, but then there were many bands that kind of missed the point of uh, they didn't have the. I mean, Hanoi was also a lot of a lot of it. it was, there's a lot of punk in it, a lot of yeah. you know, uh, the rock and roll to me it was about shaking the establishment and writing songs that are relevant and say something. And, and uh, the music with instead of some phony, you know, la di da, superficial uh, lyrics about you know yeah. partying and girls. And so there are a lot of those bands that uh, came up around that time. They thought it was all about having a big hair and posing and, uh, and partying and chicks and, uh, you know, drugs, sex, drugs, rock and roll, all that cliche. And uh, they played their hairspray cans better than the instruments. You know? So that was like, I didn't want to be part of that. I didn't want to be mixed up, mixed into like, I, I wanted people to see that I, I took this rock and roll a bit more seriously. It was, it was more, more yeah. of a more religious to me than, uh, than these, uh, yeah, we're so wild and wacky and we're party hardy dude. Yeah. All right. And just phony, phony kind of stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of phony rock and roll that came up also along with that. So, but I'm glad that there were bands from that time. Like, well, the Guns N' Roses were great. They weren't a hair metal yeah. band. They, they were influenced yeah. by Hanoi, but they had their own thing and they really strong and um, a bit heavier musically, a little bit heavier, more like Aerosmith heavy yeah. uh, sound wise. And they really had their own thing and they, they were, and they always quoted Hanoi as their influence and they, they re-released our, our European catalog. They, they released that in the, uh, th those albums in the States yeah. uh, and were really wonderful. So I'm glad they're, they're still around and uh, they were one of the coolest things coming out of that time period, that era. But uh, yeah, I was always more New York. Uh, I lived in New York in Manhattan for 10 years and uh, uh, it was, it was, uh, that's what I was about. The, the streets and uh, the reality is in your face there. And uh, yeah. I lived across the street from the Hells Angels uh, clubhouse. And uh, I was I was on the good side. Uh, my debut show was actually on the street at their, their uh, 4th of July party on, um, uh, in 1987. My debut as a, <laughs> as a solo singer, I put a band together and they, you know, they blocked off the streets and had a, yeah. two days and nights. So I, I played there and uh, uh, yeah, New York, was to me was you know it was rock and roll and uh, you know and little steven was a still is my dear friend and was a very key person to me in those years yeah. always always we worked together and one way or the other he he was always involved in my records and stuff and produced the demotion 23 album and stuff so yeah, yeah. new york is it uh, you gotta have uh, you, you're going to have uh, a couple of fates with alice cooper coming up here in germany yeah yeah it's brilliant That's amazing probably not your first time you guys play together dude is it no i mean we've opened for alice in in finland we i opened for alice uh a few shows uh two shows in in the uk we we opened yeah. for him um it was 2015 i think uh that's rather late too yeah 
Yeah, in Swindon, in, in Plymouth and Swindon. And in Swindon, Alice asked me up to do, to sing um, the second verse of School's Out, uh, which he's done. I mean, in, whenever he's played in Finland, he's, uh, he's invited me up on stage quite a few times. I've done 2001. I, I, that was the first time he invited me up to sing Under My Wheels. And then about about maybe three or four occasions here when he's been in Finland, he, he's asked me up on stage to do School's Out and sing the second verse. In Swindon here, he introduced me. He says, where's Michael? <laughs> and it's such a joy to be, I mean, he's such a sweet guy and uh, such a great uh, honor, honor to be invited on stage with him. And yeah, once, once he told me, he said, you know, I like to have you up there because, you know, Michael, you know how to work the stage. I was like, wow. Well, thank you. That made my year. <laughs> And, and now getting to open for him in Germany, especially because we never, I don't know why, but Hanoi Rocks in the 80s, we never played in Germany. Yeah. Uh, only a couple of shows, you know, and then uh, nowhere else, even in, in, in mid-Europe, like Italy, France, Spain, never, never played there with the original Hanoi. So uh, in Germany, especially, I know the audience there really loves rock and roll. I mean, everybody yeah. says uh, they're into heavy metal, but you guys, you know, understand rock and roll. I could tell from the crowd. Whenever we played there, it's, it's a great audience and great people, as I always wanted to play there more. And uh, one thing I always regretted was that there was a tour that Lemmy asked us to uh, join um, Open yeah. for, uh, for Motorhead back in uh, 2013. And we had just agreed to do this tour in the UK with this other band that wasn't, wasn't really even the right band for us to tour with. So, so, uh, but we had already agreed to that yeah. tour. And you know, so Lemmy would have wanted us to come and open for them the whole tour of uh yeah. and i always like why shit why i wish we had you know i even tried to cancel the up and coming tour but they, it was too late but but anyways now getting to open for alice and playing bigger places getting more a bigger exposure to for uh this band because uh and we definitely i'm so excited about it uh, to get to play in germany and open for alice and to venues like this uh I guess a couple of thousand seaters, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Most, most yeah. definitely. And you, you know, yeah. you, you, you playing Alice, you play Wacken, and you do a lot of shows in Finland. But do you think there's a chance you're gonna be back for some headliner gigs here? Some, you know, some tough stuff here. That would be yeah, the best. Like the last time you were here, it's just, just great. Uh, oh, like a club, club tour. Yeah, yeah. One way or the other, for sure. I mean, if, if I have my way, I I keep pushing for Germany all the time. As he says, we got to play in Germany. We got to play yeah. in Germany more as much as possible. So hopefully we'll get to play there soon. I'm, uh, club tours, I'm, I'm sure that's that's doable uh, regardless. Uh, but still, it's always best to play, you know, reach more people at the same time. So yeah. a couple of thousand seaters. This is a perfect size of, size of venue, I think, like what we're doing with Alice. So uh, hopefully there'll be more of those opening for somebody cool like that and, and have, you, uh, have you ever played Wacken? yeah oh you did okay we did we played there uh was it 2015 or something uh, hmm. okay yeah, it wasn't too long ago uh, i mean yeah it was now when you think of it yeah maybe five years ago or something <laughs> okay yeah it was uh, yeah we did play Wacken and it was great it yeah. was uh People got, uh, I even have a, there was a video of that show even. Uh, so they, they documented, they filmed it. And uh, even though this, there was something wrong with the sound, the other channel was, was, wasn't working on uh, uh, the other, uh, it was something about the, uh, the balance of the sound, but uh, it still was, a, it was a great show and people were into it. And more and more, I could tell as the gig went on, more and more people came, the audience got bigger and bigger all the yeah. times. So <laughs> it went, went across great. Yeah. 
I got one last question for you, and it's a it's a what if question, but uh, I need to ask you this. Okay. What if you were introduced and inducted eventually and finally into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Would you wow. say, well, guys, it's an honor, or would you say, well, you're 20 years too late, motherfuckers? No, I would say thank you, thank you, thank you. It's an honor, and it's uh, it's just brilliant uh, to be recognized like that. That would be an awesome Awesome uh, honor and uh, uh, privilege and uh, great, great recognition. Uh, of course, I would really appreciate that. This, <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say, you know, 20 years too late. It's about fucking time, man. It's like, forget that. That would be a huge honor. It would be okay. amazing. Yeah. Is that like, you mean like in Cleveland in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That would be awesome. That would be unbelievable. Uh, it's about time, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope, I hope that it happens. I'll be there. <laughs> well it was uh again always a pleasure talking to you same here man thank, thank you very you so much far, and man. good luck with the record which see you. what we can do from our side on obviously appreciate everything all the support and help and, and thanks to all the fans there too and uh anything all the help is welcome we can do and uh we're we're so happy to get to play there too come on come on down to the shows let's have yeah fun. next time next time you're gonna be in munich I'll I'll pay for a coke then. Cool. All right. <laughs> Since you you're not eat. drinking, I'll pay for a coke. <laughs> well, I'll I'll have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, so thank you very much. Bye bye. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.